Welcome to the Journey to a Million podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Walker. This podcast is about my personal journey from being $25,000 in debt to getting to a million dollars of net worth by the age of 43. Follow along with my journey, implement the ideas, and let's do it together. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get started. All right, y'all, what's up out there? Today is Thursday, September 16th, 2021, and welcome to the Journey to a Million podcast. So what we've been doing lately is uh, doing the sports betting versus investing challenge and seeing how that plays out over the course of a football season. You know, um, I honestly was expecting a little bit different results, but it's been a fun exercise. And so, um, you know, looking at the markets today, um, all coins have, uh, have gone down slightly since uh, last week, and then Bitcoin is starting to rise up again. So what usually happens is we see Bitcoin go up a little bit, and then um, the altcoins, like in the biggest market cap altcoins, will soon follow after that. Cardano kind of moves on its own, and then um, from after the large cap altcoins, the smaller cap altcoins start to move too. So uh, we're in kind of an uh, interesting stage. I think we're gearing up for a big move. Uh, but if you looked at going into last week, the first week we had actually made 50 bucks in our investing account. Then the next week it went down 50 bucks. We we're basically even. And then this week we are actually down uh, almost 50 bucks. So we've gone from being plus 50 to almost down 50 here. Cardano is currently at 245. Um, and then Solana has gone down to 155.25. Mana Decentraland has gone down to 85. That's a little bit lower than last week, just one cent. XRP has been the same at 110. And then Stormax is down slightly at 0.034, 3.4 cents. So all that together puts us at $952.75 in our account, putting us down about $47 uh, from where we started. Not great, but it's still very early. Keep in mind, this is only week three now of college and week two now of NFL. But if we uh, transition that over to our in our sports betting account, remember again, this is imaginary money uh, just for legal issues. Um, so last week we actually took the Bucks and the Rams in a seven point teaser. Uh, the Bucks moved out to minus nine and one by two, so that one pushed, so that bet canceled. What we did was update that to the 49ers and Rams. So we brought the 49ers to minus half a point, Rams to minus half a point as well. All they had to do was win the game, risking 65 to win 50. 49ers had that game uh, easily in hand and then let the Lions come back all the way to within. Uh, they got it down to eight points and had a chance to tie it, but I wasn't really worried about it um, because unfortunately for Jared Goff, I have yet to see him deliver in a, in a big moment like that. Um, so I was like, if he does it now, then, you know, that's great. But it's one of those things that just didn't happen. Um, and then the Rams took care of business, you know, 34 to 14. That was an easy cover. I, I didn't expect it to be that easy, but, you know, the they were in another league compared to the um, Bears. And I actually am kind of looking at the Rams as a Super Bowl, my Super Bowl pick this year, because I think with the addition of Matthew Stafford and the defensive improvements, I think they've been very close for a long time. And I know that Sean McVay says, if I'm going to make it back to another Super Bowl, I am going to need a quarterback. And so that's why they went and got Stafford. And you could see right away it was a completely different team. Um, they just look like a lot more dangerous. And so I'm very excited for Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think he's 
in a potential to have his best career season ever, not just statistically, but um, just, you know, in terms of wins and actually getting to the farthest he's ever been in the playoffs. So um, I definitely think the Rams are in that perfect position of falling just a little bit short last year, maybe by one play or so to go to the, uh, they couldn't really get past the Packers, but I think with a better QB to control the ball a little bit better and that defense, I do think they're in a great position. So I think if you said, who's going to be your NFC championship today, Bucks versus Rams, you know, I'd love to see that. All right, next up, uh, we had Oregon and Ohio State. That was an over 63 and a half. We bought it down from 64 to 63 and a half and then um, risked 60 to win 50. We lost that one. This is our only loss of the weekend. We lost it by half a point. Um, it was 35 to 28, almost went to overtime. And of course, if it did, it would the over would have gone way, way, way over. It would have already hit plus, you know, could have gone into the hundreds of points, you know, um, potentially. But it just seemed like Oregon's or sorry, Ohio State's QB uh, just was kind of holding the team back a little bit on this day. Uh, Oregon's defense was shutting him down and he was locked on to specific receivers. I remember there was one time he had a tight end just kind of flash wide open for an easy uh, hit on the first down, but he was just looking in a complete opposite direction uh, at a wide receiver that was double covered, still tried to throw it to him and, you know, just wasn't even close. Meanwhile, you have a wide open tight end, you know, so I, it, there were a lot of plays that Ohio State could have made, I think, to tie the game and it just didn't work out, but it was a fun game and uh, we only lost by half a point, but, you know, we lost 60 on that one. And then we also had Ohio, Iowa plus four and a half against Iowa State. Um, and then that was a game where they also said that Iowa State, you know, shouldn't have probably been favored that they were minus four when they you know, Iowa looked like the better team. We took Iowa plus the four and a half in a rivalry game and it paid off as Iowa won uh, 27 to 17. So that was an easy cover as well. And then uh, Texas at Arkansas State, I didn't think this one was going to hit. Um, I think our one that we took was 55 and a half and it was 56, but it looks like this one actually moved out to like plus or 57 and a half. So other people were taking over as well. It didn't look good as... Um, the score was like 16 to nothing in Arkansas, I think, at halftime. So I kind of was like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, but then I looked at the score the next day and somehow it was 40 to 21 final score. So that was a good win. So that was three and one again. So in two weeks of um, taking games, we've been three and one both weeks. And so at this point, I feel pretty confident. My only concern with that is that when you feel too confident, sometimes, sometimes that's when you... Um, you start to make mistakes because you just look at it. last week. I didn't feel that confident. I just said, Hey, I only like these games. I only was going to take one game and then um, just took, you know, three other games because CBS happened to like the same games that I liked on their little segment. And I wanted to watch that again, uh, but I forgot to do it before I started the video. So I'm just going to go with what I liked. So let's take a look at the games for this week. Oh, and in that account, the first week we won 80, and then the second week we won 90. So right now we're plus 170, up 17% from our 1,000 that we started with. So we're actually looking pretty good in that one, six and two so far on the season. All right, so if we look at the games um, this week for NCAA, let's see what we liked. All right, so the first game we're going to take is actually Auburn. 
and they're playing at Penn State. Uh, both teams are 2-0, and and that game is in prime time at Penn State. Uh, so Auburn is currently minus or plus five, and so we're going to take Auburn plus five and a half. I don't feel super confident in this one, but this does um, hit my philosophy of SEC teams versus um, other non-conference opponents. And I think this one, I think, you know, Penn State is going to be very up for this game. I don't think Auburn is this extremely strong team on the road like in Alabama um, necessarily. And I think they could definitely lose by a touchdown in this. But I think if it's a close game, I do like getting the points. And I know Penn State did beat Wisconsin and it was a very close game. But I do think Auburn is probably... Um, a better team and I think in terms of physicality I'd like to see what Auburn can do compared to Penn State so we're going to take Auburn plus five and a half by the half a point of course uh, risking 60 to win 50 all right next game is Central Michigan at LSU and I like this over in this one it's uh, 61 I think Central Michigan will be able to put up about 17 to 21 points and I think LSU will be able to put up about 42 or so so it could be close, um, but I like this game with the potential of being over because it's a prime time 6.30 p.m. game uh, in LSU. And I've noticed a trend in those games in LSU. It tends to be kind of a more rowdy um, environment, of course, and then you get more points and more energy in the game. Uh, LSU seems to just kind of like whenever they have the game, they just keep you know, putting the points on and they let the other team score. Plus in the first week against UCLA, we saw that LSU's defense was kind of suspect. Um, you know, so I do think they'll be fresh coming off an easy win at, uh, over McNeese State last week. Uh, I do think I'm not really messing with the spread. I would think LSU would cover minus 19 and a half, but I'd rather just take the over 61 and hope that both teams can put up some points here in this one. All right, the next game is going to be, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to, Buy that down, of course, to 60 and a half, risk 60 to 50. All right. And then we're also going to take UNLV. And this one, I, I mean, this is just a weird game, uh, not something I would usually take. But I think we're just looking at last week, Iowa State. You know, they've had two games this year. They're number 14 in the country. I'm not sure why. Um, but they've had two games this year. And in one game, they've scored 16. And another game, they scored 17. And they're playing UNLV. And UNLV is not that great of a team, apparently. But this is 9.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time. And it's in Las Vegas. So they're going to have to travel on the road. And UNLV is getting 31.5 points at home. So, you know, I, I when a team has only scored 33 points combined in two games and the other they have to cover by 32 I don't know I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice on that so let's take UNLV plus uh 31 and a half risking 55 to win 50 and then the last game we're going to take for college is Fresno State at UCLA uh this one is going to start at 945 central and uh I think this is one of those games where and sometimes when you take an over you don't want it to be too big of a mismatch. Like that Central Michigan um, LSU is 19 and a half. That's a little bit, if it's a game where a team is favored to win by about 20 something to 30 something points, you might not want to take the over because in that case, one team might be so far overmatched that the other team's up 35-0 at halftime and they just kind of mail it in the second half and run out the clock. And that's not what you want. You want the game to stay relatively close, maybe one to two touchdowns 
um, difference. And that way, both teams are pressed to keep keep their foot on the gas. Uh, but this game, it's a, a, an 11 and a half point spread for UCLA. So I like that. Uh, I think Fresno State's a good team and they can put up some points uh, as well as UCLA has been shown uh, a very good offense and they're at home. So I do like the better team uh, offense to be at home in this one. That way UCLA can put up about 42 and then um, UNLV can put up about or uh, Fresno State can put up about 21 points, hit the over by half a point for us and then uh, win 50 bucks on that. So we're just risking 55 to win 50 because it's already 62 and a half. So we don't have to buy the points. All right. And so that's all the NCAA games. I actually liked a lot in um, uh, NFL this week. So we're going to have a lot of action compared to the last couple of weeks. And that's, uh, like I said, a little bit scary because when you go from having four games in each of the first two weeks to, you know, we're going to have like 10 total this week. So I don't know if that's good or bad. But we'll see how it goes. Um, I like seeing that first week out of the Rams. I think the Rams are minus four at the Colts. And I think they're a better team than the Seahawks. And the Seahawks easily handled the Colts. Uh, this game is in Indianapolis, but the Rams are minus four. So let's take them down to minus three and a half, risking 60 to win 50. So we got the Rams minus three and a half. All right. Then you have the Patriots at the Jets. And the Jets looked really bad last week. Um, they came back and made it a five-point game at the end. Uh, but the Patriots, I think after losing last week, they'll, you know, they probably could have won that game if not for a couple fumbles. And I, I think that this week they'll be able to easily handle the Jets. And so they're minus six, even though it's on the road, I think it's just going to be an easy win for the Patriots. And then we'll take them risking 60 to win 50, buying it from minus six down, down to minus five and a half. All right. Next up, you got the Raiders and the Steelers. Uh, this one is at the Steelers and the Steelers are minus five and a half. I like just taking the Steelers here. I, my initial pick was going to be on the over 47, but I'm not really sure how Derek Carr will be able to move the ball against the Steelers with their really good defense. So I'd rather in this case, take the Steelers in the sense that I think they'll probably be about a touchdown, uh, you know, win on this one and then potentially move it out to like two touchdowns by the end of the game. I think it'll be decently close unless a few plays happen in the Steelers direction. But I think the Steelers have the advantage in this game by having, um, you know, a much better defense than the Raiders. And I think the Raiders are coming on a short week all the way traveling over uh, early game in Pittsburgh and just playing on Monday night. I think I like the Steelers chances in this one to, you know, control the game. Plus, um, you know, this is their first game at home this year. I just think I, there are several factors that make me think the Steelers will keep the lead in this one and then I like them just to cover the minus five and a half here all right um Saints uh at the Panthers I think the Saints looked really good apparently obviously last week uh they're minus three I'd like to take them down to minus two risking 60 to win 50 um against the Panthers I think the Panthers got a very easy first week but they aren't that great of a team in my opinion um so I think the Saints you know they seem to usually control the games it'll be like a low scoring just kind of a game management type game up in Carolina is what usually happens under Sean Payton uh, they usually have the Panthers game plan snuffed out pretty well and they can control them on uh, defense and then I definitely think if they can put up 20 points they'll easily um, cover this minus three so I think that'll happen I feel pretty confident about that also we have the Vikings at the Cardinals Cardinals are minus three and a half. Uh, we're just going to take that straight up minus three and a half. 
no buying a point or anything. It would make me feel better to have minus two and a half. But I just think the Vikings, uh, compared to the Cardinals, you know, the Vikings just struggled with the Bengals. Um, the Cardinals are a much, much better team. And I think they'll be putting pressure on Kirk Cousins in this one. And I like Kyler Murray just to be able to way outscore Kirk Cousins in this one. So let's just take the Cardinals, 55 to 150, minus three and a half. Oh, I'm out of breath a little bit. And then uh, next up, we have the Buccaneers at home, minus 12 against the Falcons. Uh, just two more games, this one and one more. Buccaneers, you know, obviously looked really good last week. Their defense was a little suspect, so that was concerning. But I do think the Falcons is a perfect recipe to kind of like fix that defense. Uh, they, the Eagles shut down Matt Ryan big time at home. The Falcons just look like really rough right now. Um, so I'm not, I feel like the Buccaneers should be able to take care of business on this one. Let's take the Buccaneers minus 11 and a half. It gives me slight concern that this is a divisional game. And so those can be a little bit closer, but I, I could definitely see the Falcons with a backdoor cover in this one. If the Buccaneers kind of put, take their foot off the gas, but I think the Falcons, I think the Buccaneers will easily get this win. So let's just take the Buccaneers minus 11 and a half by half a point, risking 60.50 and not overthink it. All right. Plus the Buccaneers have had an extra two days to rest in this one. So, and then lastly, we're going to look at the Chiefs at the Ravens. Um, Chiefs are minus three and a half. And this one is at Baltimore. So, you know, I think um, in this one, what I look at is the Chiefs defense did not have Honey Badger last week. You could definitely tell uh, that affected them. But this week, Honey Badger should be back, I believe. And I think he's really good for stopping Lamar Jackson. I think he can, he's obviously all over the field. And I think with this type of game, and you saw last year, Lamar Jackson was shut down big time by the Chiefs. And that was a game that was billed as a primetime game. I think this will be the same where this is the Sunday night game. Um, and I think they're going to make it into like a good game. But from the way the Ravens played last Monday against the Raiders, I, I think they're an overrated team right now. Um, and I think the Chiefs are going to expose them on, on Sunday night. I think this is going to be a double digit win for the Chiefs. So I definitely don't mind taking the minus three and a half here. Uh, just risking 55 to win 50. Um, you know, not much else to say, but I just think the Chiefs offensively and defensively are way better, at least in a sense of like, they'll be able to score way more than the Ravens. And I think they'll be able to shut down Lamar Jackson because in big games, he still has not had a really good big game. Um, he had one really good play in the playoffs against the Titans and, I, and that kind of boosted his confidence. But other than that, you know, I just haven't seen him have a great passing game and a big important game yet. So that's kind of my take on Lamar Jackson for the past couple of years. Um, I think the Chiefs, easily win and so we've got 10 games we're probably risking about 550 to 600 bucks on this um and then you know we're if all goes well we'll win 500 bucks in our uh in our sports betting imaginary account all right so let's see how we do if we have a really good week that could put us um at a really good spot for that account uh right now the sports betting uh is going better than the investing which kind of surprised me but that's why it's been a fun exercise to do. Uh, my only concern here this week is that we're just too, I'm just too confident about these games after having a good first two weeks. So that's when things kind of go sideways, but just stick to what you know, and hopefully all these games will work out. 
And uh, at least there's some good NFL action that I feel pretty confident about. So if it was all college, then I'd be more concerned because it's still kind of a crapshoot, whereas NFL, we kind of know a little bit more about the team. So, all right, guys, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, that's it for this week. Y'all have a good one.